Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, my gosh. I was, like, sitting here. I've gone through so many, like, brainstorms about what I'm going to talk about, like, and I have just randomly gone from one subject to another, and then I was wrestling with the microphone and why it was not recording and spent all this time fooling around with the this arm thing that holds the microphone onto my desk and switching it to the other side because it was coming from the right side and it seems like it should be coming from the left side and then the thing fell apart and there's this screw that goes in it and it fell on the floor and I dropped it I couldn't find it and then somewhere in there I realized that the reason the microphone was not working was because I was talking into the completely wrong microphone I forgot I have two of them hooked up uh it's amazing how it works so much better when you talk into the correct microphone the one that is plugged in and you know it's in the audio setup and everything amazing how that works anyway you guys it's all about experimenting and trying different things and doing things more often because the more often you try to do something like me recording a podcast, the more often I do it, the more likely I will be to talk into the correct microphone and use the correct stand. And maybe I'll get rid of some of this other stuff that's sitting around here. In fact, this boom stand, uh, maybe I'll just sell it. I could probably get like 50 or $60 for this thing. Or maybe I should keep it. Maybe I'm going to be a rock and roller again soon or a hip hopper. I, I don't know what I am. I don't even know what I was. Anyway, I was going to say I digress and I did just say it, but um, it sounds like such a thing that I would not say, but then, you know, you, I reached an impasse in what to say. And that was like, seemed like the most obvious, obvious thing to say. I digress. So I digress. Um, moving on. Uh, I need a thesaurus in front of me right now. Okay. So what I really want to talk about today is that I decided that I needed to read a book. So I went to the bookstore and Barnes and Noble to be exact. And you know, there's not very many bookstores left nowadays. And I didn't want to just order off Amazon. I wanted to immerse myself in an actual bookstore. I know I could have went to the cool small bookstore. There is one. I know of one. And um, well, I didn't do that. I went to the gigantic bookstore. You know, I just wanted to immerse myself in all of the graphic design and the marketing and the millions of options of, you know, literature, pulp fiction, uh, you know, all the knickknacks they have for sale there, the journals, the calendars, like the whole big shebang of overwhelm. So that's where I went. And my boyfriend went with me. And we were both like totally so overwhelmed. Like, what should I look for? What should I read? What do I want to look at? Uh. 
And I was like, I am not leaving this bookstore without buying something. So anyway, I ended up buying three books and some little like journal writey things. And um, two of the books I got were books that I really wanted to read. Okay. And they were books that uh, I like the authors and I've read books by them before. So I know that they'll be good to read. And um, I, the thing that started to stop me is that I'm like, I bet I can get these books from the library. I don't know. I decided not to be a cheapskate and just buy the books that I want. Right? Give money to the actual artists. You know, you don't have to get everything from the library. And it's something I would like to have on my shelf. I now own the books. So that's what I did. And um, and then I got another book, like a, a wild card book that looked interesting that I've never heard of, but it looked like it was going to be interesting. So anyway, I'm not going to tell you all the books I bought, but the one book I do want to talk about, this book is by Chuck Palahniuk. Is that how you say his name? Chuck Palahniuk? It's called Consider This. And this is a book that he wrote telling people how to write. And um, he gives out some really good advice in this book. And he's such a great writer and gives such great examples. I love this guy. He's the guy who wrote Fight Club and he wrote Choke. He's got a bunch of books. Um, I recently read Choke and it is a really fucked up book. I mean, this guy is so brilliant. He like, I mean, when I first started reading it, I was like, this guy is so disgusting. Like, I'm going to hate this book. but he just gets so poetic or gets such meaning out of the weirdest and just most base of things, I guess you would say. I don't even know if I'm describing this right. He could describe it much better than I could. But anyway, um, this is a book I'm recommending to you guys today. Chuck Palahniuk, Consider This, Moments in My Writing Life After Which Everything Was Different. And he gives you different writing styles, different writing techniques, things to use in your writing. I mean, he gives really good advice. And he's like giving away his secrets, this guy. I mean, he seems like a really cool guy. And he really does not hesitate to give credit to people who've helped him in his life. And then he'll also like give you little characteristic details about those people. I guess you guys, what my episode today is about, it's about discovery. Okay. Like you have a feeling you want to do something. Maybe you don't exactly know what to do, but you take some kind of action. Like, I feel like I should read a book. So I go to the bookstore. I have no idea what I'm going to buy. I immerse myself. I look at the graphic design, the art on the books. I like doing stuff like that. You know, I get exhausted walking around in the store, but I I was determined to feel a sense of progress and get a book. I wanted to buy a book, at least one. And I got 
three, three and a half. I get some journals too. But, um, and also discovery, uh, I got the book, you know, as I'm looking for the books, you know, the ones I wanted did reveal themselves to me. If I didn't go to the bookstore, the books wouldn't have revealed themselves to me. I didn't go to the bookstore to buy this new Chuck Palahniuk book. Um, I just, I didn't even know it was out. I just went and, you know, I saw it and I was like, oh, this guy's brilliant. So anyway, uh, I guess that's, what am I trying to say? Just get out there sometimes and you know, the things you need will reveal themselves to you. So I haven't read a whole lot of this book. I've read a few chapters so far. And um, it's giving me ideas about this book I've wanted to write for a long time, but never really knew how to start. Okay, I'm going to give you one tip that he gives that's really good. And that is to mix the first, second, and third points of view. I was like, no way when I read this. Because I've found myself writing in second person view a lot, uh, where you say you. A lot of people write in third person. A lot of people write in first person. I guess third person is more older style, I think. But anyway, I used to find myself writing in second person a lot. And I was never sure if I should be writing in first person or second person. Um, I know Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. He writes in first person a lot. And I remember reading something that David Bowie told him that if you don't want to get so emotionally involved uh, with your lyrics and your songs, that it is good to write in third person. And Trent Reznor thought that was really interesting, but he just couldn't go there. So he continued, you know, he considered David Bowie's advice, of course, who wouldn't? But he decided that it was best for him to stick to first person. And, you know, that's part of his his special thing, Trent Reznor, pretty much always, isn't he always first person? I can't think of any songs offhand where he's in third person. Um, I think now he does a lot of instrumental stuff um, and movie stuff, obviously. Okay. It's not obvious to everyone. I'm just trying to, I guess I say obviously, because like I'm used to talking to snobby musicians who would expect me to say obviously in that part, you know, so they would know I was cool. Whatever. Anyway, so I think it's interesting. Chuck Palahniuk says to mix first, second, and third person points of view. And here's an example he gives. Think of a good joke. Yesterday, I walked into a bar. You know how it goes. You walk into a bar and you expect a bartender, maybe some video poker. A man needs his distractions. No guy wants to get off work and go into some bar and see a penguin mixing drinks. Okay, so in that passage, he does do first person, then he does second person, then he does third person. This is what he says. 
In conversation, we switch between first, second, and third person points of view. The constant shift controls the intimacy and authority of our story. For instance, I walked has the authority of first person. Second person addresses the listeners and enlists them. You walk into a bar and the shift to third person controls the pace. No guy wants, what's he say? No guy wants to get off work and go into some bar by moving from the specific eye to the general guy. Arguably, first person carries the most authority because it gives us someone responsible for the story, as opposed to the third person narration by some hidden, unknown godlike writer. Second person worked well in Jay McIrney's Bright Lights Big City. It can have a hypnotic effect, but it can be tricky. Unless a story is well plotted, fast paced and short, constant second person can be annoying. The rub is that using all three point of views means the story must ultimately be told in first person, but even second and third can be mixed to create a sense of some undeclared narrator. In Bright Light's Big City, the narration is second person, but every time it depicts something other than itself, the narration is effectively third person. So much of this book will be about recognizing what good storytellers do intuitively. If you were my student, I'd tell you to shift as needed between the three point of views, not constantly, but as appropriate to control authority, intimacy, and pace. Also, what this guy does in this book is he constantly gives examples of different writers in both books and film. I've only read like three chapters, but I'm already like, oh, I should read that book. Oh, I should read this book. You can go back through the book. There's a whole list of books you could pick up at the library or the bookstore. So anyway, that's the thing about the three points of view and mixing three points of view to keep the reader interested. He also makes a point I just remembered in another area of this book, and I'm not going to read it, but... He does make a point that um, the reader who is reading the book is probably lonely. And so if you welcome them to be immersed in your community within the book, they will allow themselves to be a part of your group. And reading a book makes people feel less lonely. Basically, when you're the writer, you're trying to connect to the lonely reader. What about you guys? What are your tips for writing something that connects with the reader or the listener? Leave your tips at speakpipe.com slash adulting for artists. And maybe we'll play it on an upcoming episode. Thanks once again for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll have another one in a couple weeks. Have a great couple weeks. It's already July. Can you believe it? Bye bye. Bye.